This episode is part two of the Messenger series on knowledge and wisdom. Taking examples from the Bible, we can gain not only knowledge, but the wisdom to put it to use in our everyday lives. Well, hello everybody, this is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. We just work so great that way, don't we? We do. We finish each other's sentences. There we go. We <laughs> don't finish, finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> well, okay. we are back with uh, part two to our series on knowledge and wisdom. And uh, we're kind of titling this one, you know, Knowledge Before Wisdom, right? Yes. Okay. That sounds like a plan. It does. Knowledge is the beginning of wisdom. Without knowing you need wisdom in a, in an area, you won't get it. Right. Like, if you don't know you need it, he's not going to just say, bam, here's some wisdom, here's some knowledge for you. <laughs> you have to be open. Right. So knowledge and wisdom actually helped create the entire world. The galaxies, even. The galaxies. Everything. You know how we know? Because it's in the Bible. <laughs> And if you believe the Bible, then you will understand this. <laughs> so let's look at Proverbs 3, verses 19 through 20. And this is actually out of the NIV. It says this. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided and the clouds let drop the dew. That's awesome. I probably oh, wasn't Mountain Dew, but it was just the dew. Yeah, just yeah. the dew that helps the plants and <laughs> all of life. Probably that dew. Gotcha. Yeah, I think so. Well, there are many examples in the Bible of how people who learned how knowledge and wisdom worked. So we'll start with Adam and Eve. Okay. That sounds like a good place to That's start. kind of in the beginning, right? Yeah. So the serpent tricked them into thinking that they needed the knowledge of good and evil to gain wisdom to be like God. When they did, they gained the wisdom, but in a bad way. That's right. A crazy serpent. All right, so Genesis 3, verses 5 through 6, it says this, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired, to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some of some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. That's right. <laughs> now, a lot of people blame Eve for all that, but Adam was part of it, too. Absolutely. He, he made this, the decision, didn't he? He did. He had this opportunity to say no. Yep. You're a crazy woman. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what did God say? All right. Let's move on to David. David had the knowledge that God would save and protect him because of his defeat with the lion and the bear. Right. This gave him the wisdom to know that with God, he could defeat Goliath. Absolutely. So the word says that uh, with God, all things are possible, right? Right. All right. And nothing is impossible for those who believe. Right. Yeah. So uh, let's look at 1 Samuel 17, verse 37. And David said... The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, <laughs> and, and the Lord be with you. He was, he was, was ready to get like, rid of this. I think it was kind of like, Go, you know. Yeah, just, just get out of here. Just get out of here. Whatever, you, kid. You do whatever. You're just going to die, but that's okay. <laughs> right. But David had that wisdom. Yeah. Because he had the knowledge of knowing that he 
he could do it before, so, you know, why couldn't he do it now? Of course right. he could. Especially when he was standing up for the God right. of Israel. Yeah. Right. And why would he let some guy talk bad about God? Yeah. I mean, he he knew God intimately. He loved him. No one was going to talk about his God like that. Right. Well, here's something kind of to look at. As you're out there at work, as you're out there uh, at school, wherever you're, wherever you go, does it bother you when somebody says something bad about God? When somebody uses God's name in vain, does it bother you? If it doesn't, then you got a problem. It should bother you when you're out there. It should bother you, and you should say something. Yeah. You know, who cares what they what they think about you? But you should let them know. You don't talk about my God that way. Would you let them talk about your kids that way or your wife or your husband or your friends that you were really good friends with? Would you let somebody willingly talk about them saying that they were this horrible person? They don't They don't believe in your friends. They, they don't believe that your friends are good friends or they don't believe it. And you know they are. Would you truly allow them to say that? And if not, think about the same thing. Would you truly allow somebody to talk about God that way? right so stand up that's good yeah stand up christian we are so far behind this world <laughs> and allowing this world to trample on us that we need to stand up for god and say no not on my time not on right. not on my book mm-hmm. i'll i'll uh i'll have to set you straight but in love that's set right. straight in love okay yeah in love <laughs> in love all right so we're gonna move on to solomon solomon knew that he needed wisdom to rule God's people. That's right. That's what he asked for, was wisdom. So this is found in 2 Chronicles 1, 7 through 12. In that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said to God, You have shown great and steadfast love to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. O Lord God, let your word to David, my father, now be fulfilled. For you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge to go out and come in before this people. For who can govern this people of yours, which is so great? So God answered Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and God knew it was in his heart. Yeah. And I really believe it was in his heart. It was, yeah. So God says, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for possessions, wealth, honor, or the life of those who hate you, and have not even asked for long life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may govern my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. I will give you riches, possessions, honor, and such as none of the kings who were before you, and none after you shall have the like. That's awesome. Wow. That's one thing I've been praying for recently is just give me wisdom and knowledge um, in our ministry to go out and talk to people with everything in my life. I want to know what God feels about that situation. Mm-hmm. I want that wisdom. I want that understanding. Right. And, you know, and it just goes to show you, if you ask with the right heart uh-huh. for the right reasons, mm-hmm. God will not only grant that, man, he goes overboard yeah. sometimes, <laughs> which it is all. great. Yeah. So Proverbs is one of the best books in the Bible to find revelation about knowledge and wisdom. Here are just a few of the insights we gleaned from the sayings of Solomon and the other men of wisdom. So in Proverbs we find that the fear of the Lord is where we need to begin our knowledge and wisdom. 
And we find this uh, firstly in Proverbs 1, verse 7. And this one's out of the NIV. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction, yeah. which I found is very true. <laughs> Personal experiences. All right. And also in Proverbs 9, verse 10, also out of the NIV, says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. That's awesome, because that's another important thing you get when you have the wisdom and knowledge. You understand. Right. You get the understanding, and you know what's going on in each and every situation. You absolutely do. You're correct. <laughs> so when we were doing research in Proverbs about wisdom, we thought it was interesting that several places compared wisdom to a precious stone or a rare jewel. Right. So Proverbs 3, verses 13 through 15, and this is actually out of the NLT. It says, Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Amen. That's then, awesome. Yeah, and then also Proverbs 8, verse 10 out of NLT says, Choose my instruction rather than silver, and knowledge rather than pure gold. And then one more is Proverbs 20, verse 15. And this is a little different. Out of the English Standard Version, it says, There is gold and abundance of costly stones, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Yeah. So he knew he needed wisdom. He asked God and he got it. Right. And so Solomon in the Proverbs states over and over how to get wisdom and insight and understanding because he knew that. He had that understanding and he knew that people would need to have it. He knew that the people that read those scriptures and scribes and stuff like that, they, they are wise and right. they need that. So we can obtain wisdom by studying the word and seeking the advice of godly men and women who already have wisdom in that area. So sometimes you just, you need the wisdom of, of others to, to really understand what the Bible is saying or what situation you're going through. Right. It's like that. Yep, you certainly do. So let's look at a couple more Proverbs. This is Proverbs 12, verse 15 out of the NIV. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. And then also Proverbs 13, verse 10 out of the NIV says, Where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. So an example we, we kind of came up with is that we're trying to teach our son in the areas that we know about, but we also... Uh, seek the advice of others so that they can teach us how to use their wisdom to help us in the areas that we don't really know about. That's right. We have a teenage son, <laughs> and um, he doesn't always believe what we say. And so we can go to, um, my parents are Christians, and they, they live close to us, and so we can go to them or people in our church. We have some right. mature believers in our church, and we can go and say, "Oh my goodness, Lord, what do I do?" <laughs> so, and they, you know, they can give us insights on, you know, what they did that helped, what they did that was wrong, <laughs> things like that. So right. just that wisdom that we're obtaining, and we, you know, we're still learning. Right. We, I don't think we'll ever be done learning. Well, it started early for me too. I got to, I, I saw my brothers doing things wrong and how they got in trouble and i was like i'm gonna learn my lesson through them rather than having to go go, go through the school of hard knocks so that uh, you know i don't have to get in the same kind of trouble 
So I started off learning early as well. Yeah. So just as with our son, we all need to seek out counsel from our spiritual leaders, such as Bible-believing pastors, teachers, and people who are rooted and grounded in the Word. That's important. If you have a neighbor that doesn't know anything about God and doesn't have any help at all, you won't just knock on their door and say, hey, give me advice about this. Because if they're not Christians, you don't want their advice. Right. You know, that that's not a, how it's supposed to be done. Right. Now, they may have advice that would help you in different areas, like if it was, like, their area of uh, expertise, like yeah. it, obviously not Christian beliefs, but if it was like plumbing or something like that, you could definitely ask them. That's right. To gain wisdom and knowledge in that situation. So let's move on to Job. Right. Poor Job. <laughs> Another person we find in the Bible that sought out wisdom was Job. Job's friend had knowledge, but they didn't have the wisdom in the area that Job was experiencing. He found that human wisdom and godly wisdom were two very different things. <laughs> it is. So yeah. Job realized he needed God's wisdom and not the knowledge of men. All right, so Job 38 verses 1 through 3 out of NIV states it like this, and this is when God's uh, trying to get his attention. He says, yeah. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm, and he said this, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Yeah, it's a really good book. If you haven't read the whole thing, it's a, a great story. It can mm -hmm. kind of get, you know, lost in some things. But um, but it's really good, and, and the end is my favorite. <laughs> but if you get lost in that book, email us, and we'll try to help you any way we can, right? That's right. Because we go. have studied, and we have wisdom in that right. area. So let's move on to the prophets. Okay. You know, another group of people that had godly wisdom were all the prophets. And their books are, are usually towards the end of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And they kind of take place around the same time, but they had words of wisdom to speak to the Israelites. And so using a prophet was one of God's ways to get that wisdom and information to his people. So they had heard from God and were only trying to help the people by relaying what God wanted to tell them. Since he did not have the Bible that we have, they didn't have that back then, God had to use the prophets to get that wisdom to mm -hmm. his people. So that's what he did. <laughs> and so many people ignored the prophets. Like he, They would tell them, this is going to happen, and they didn't care. They wouldn't do anything. And so it got worse and worse and, until they finally said, you know, God said, no, I'm turning my back on you. You, you have not done anything I said and you're not keeping your commandments, like, right. everything like that. They just, they made God angry. <laughs> I mean, look at Noah. I mean, everybody made fun of him. Yeah. He was a prophet. Yeah. But Noah made this huge ark, and they were like, it hasn't been raining. Yeah. It's rain. Yeah. But yeah, God, God made this ark. God flooded the earth, and uh, all the people that were making fun of him and that didn't believe that he heard from the Lord, yeah. Well, they, they, I bet you found they do out. now. Yeah, <laughs> they found out. Yeah, real quick. 40 days quick. <laughs> yeah, well, probably one day Yeah. was when they got wiped out. Why are the clouds crying? <laughs> What'd you do, Noah? No, they probably try to blame him for that, too. <laughs> Who knows? Probably. Who knows? All right, so the next person we're going to look at is Paul. 
And Paul was another person who found out that knowledge and wisdom were very different. Mm -hmm. So before he became Paul, his name was Saul. And he knew the Torah, which are the first five books of the Bible, and the scriptures of God. So even though he had all that knowledge, it was useless and harmful because he didn't have the wisdom of Jesus that he needed. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He worked zealously to kill the disciples and everyone who believed in Jesus, which can be found in Acts 9. Mm -hmm. So he knew from the scriptures that there was a Savior and that Jesus was coming, but he didn't have the wisdom to know who he was when he came. So he had knowledge about the scriptures, but he didn't have the wisdom to understand Jesus when he came. You know, Jesus came and he was the Messiah, but Paul was too busy thinking that it wasn't, and so he started persecuting these people mm -hmm. until Jesus came to him and said, Hello, what are you doing? So you can find that in Acts 9. It's a really good chapter. Right. So we, we encourage you to look that up. So after Paul's conversion in Acts 9, 1 through 18, he knew that he needed the wisdom of God and his plan above the scriptures that he had been taught all his life. So Paul chose to gain that wisdom by spending three years in the desert and spending one-on-one -on -one time with God. That's right, and we need to do that more. Maybe not three years in the desert, but, <laughs> but he took um, Paul from everything he knew since he was born. He had to change that all around. Right. And that's what happens sometimes in religion, you know? People say, you have to do this, you have to do that, to different kinds of things. And, and the truth is that you have to ask Jesus in your heart and believe and receive. Yeah. And, and then go study and, and learn from elders, things like that. So he spent three years in the desert all alone. And it was a good thing that he did because then he had the wisdom to right. go with his knowledge. All right, so we can also find this where he talks about him being in there for three years in Galatians 1, verse 18. It says this, Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem, this is Paul talking, mm -hmm. to get acquainted with Peter and stayed with him for 15 days. So once we have the knowledge that we need to obtain wisdom in all areas of our lives, we can turn to God and seek wisdom from those with godly experiences. Alright, so it's important to remember that God is the one who gives wisdom. We can hear it from others, read it for ourselves, or hear from Him, God, personally. But no matter how you receive it, you need to remember that it comes straight from Him. So Proverbs backs it up in this principle. This is Proverbs 2, verse 6, and it's out of the Amplified Bible. For the Lord gives, skillfully and godly, wisdom. From His mouth, comes knowledge and understanding. That's right. He's the, the basic one we need to go to. When you have a question, just say, Lord, help me find the answer to this. Or, Lord, what should I do in this situation? That's the one that you need to be asking most of all. Right. And he will be happy to give you that knowledge. So when we have the knowledge that we need to gain the wisdom in all areas of our lives, like we said, you should ask God for the answers that you need. He loves it when we ask Him for wisdom, and He will always grant it to us if we're faithful enough to listen. In James, we see this promise. James 1, verses 5 out of the NIV says it like this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, 
and it will be given to you. Amen. That just makes it so much easier if you know that God is going to grant your request. It makes it a little easier to ask for that the next time you ask for something. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So we're going to wrap up this show for today. But please feel free to contact us with any questions or examples that you have of how knowledge and wisdom have played a part in your life. Yeah. We want to hear from you and see what kind of things God is doing in your life. Right. That would be awesome. We love that. And the best way to do it is to go to our website at www.themessengersradio.com. Click on the Contact Us button, and you can email us, both of us, directly by filling that little form out and sending it to us. Or our individual emails are also uh, above that. So if you want to email one of us individually, feel free to do so as well. Yes, please. So, this, this is, uh, would not be an episode of The Messengers, of course, if we did not give you, the listener, uh, the ability or the, to train you or tell you, not train you, but to tell you how to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you have never done it before. So, this is the single most important decision you will ever make in your entire life. God's Word promises us like this, and this is in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10. It says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you skip a few lines down uh, to Romans 10 verses 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. I love that. Those are precious promises. So how do you do this? What do you have to do to change, to change your life? You have to do two things, and we'll get to that here in a second. But I want you to understand that it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter who you've hurt. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what sin it is. Mm -hmm. No sin is too much that is not covered under the blood of Jesus. Yeah. You see, on the, on, on the cross on Calvary, Jesus died and he shed his blood for everyone's sins. That's right. For a whosoever. And you who are listening are a whosoever. Mm -hmm. So his blood has covered your sin regardless of how bad you think it is. See, you got to get this out of your mind that it is not what you've done. It's what he's done. Yes. What Jesus has already done. So you have to understand that. I want you to pray this out loud with me. And I want you to understand that what you're about to say needs to come from your heart. All right? So pray this and believe this. Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand this, that that prayer is not just that prayer. It's what, what's, what's coming out of your heart. So you have to understand that the two things you must do to change your eternal destination is you need to repent and you need to trust solely on Jesus and what he has already accomplished for you. If you have done that, we would love to hear from you. We would yes. love to help you in any way because you, after you say that, 
you can't just stay stagnant in your walk with Christ because it'll be so much easier to fall back on your old life. Yes. So you are going to have to learn who you are and you're going to have to read the word to find out who you are. Don't take our word for it. Yeah. But we want to help you understand what you're reading if you have any questions. So like we said earlier, contact us on our website, www.themessengersradio.com. Click, click on the Contact Us button and fill that form out. We would love to hear from you. We would love to help you. We would love, if you need us to send you a Bible, if you don't have one, let us know. Mm -hmm. If you need us to help you with some scripture that you're not understanding, let us know. Yeah. We will help you in any way that we can. We are here for you. Yeah. This is what we do. We don't do this for our pride or anything. We do this to help you guys. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to end this series. This is like part two, right? Yes. All right. So are we going to end this series on this one? We'll see. Maybe yeah. God has something more to say. There you we go. We are going to do a couple of other shows that don't have to pertain to wisdom and knowledge. Right. So something we're looking else. forward to that. Yes. Excellent. Yes. So I hope you guys have listened to the audio drama we just recently did because it's going to go over those. Yes. All right. So All if you right. haven't, go to our audio drama. And what is the name of it again? From the Least to the Greatest. Right. And it was a uh, drama we did for Christmas time. Yes. So listen to that and be prepared to listen to the explanation of everything from that, from that story. <laughs> yes. Until next episode, we sure do appreciate you guys listening. We love you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to The Messengers. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God and that you continue to grow. We would love to hear from you. Contact us at www.themessengersradio.com.